Hi, my name is Chris Bear and welcome to Just Fucking Win on Saturday at 3. On this episode, we'll be previewing Rangers' fifth round Scottish Cup tie with Partick Thistle at Ibrox on Sunday. Joining me to go through this is, first of all, Kenny. Kenny, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, thanks, mate. Hope you're well. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. And joining Kenny and I is producer Andrew, so double duty tonight, Andrew. Ah, it's all good. You boys usually take it easy on me, so this will be fun. Yeah, no, well, you're saying it should be fun. It's obviously a preview show and it's against a, a, a low league opposition, so we struggle against the, the kind of Scottish Premiership teams we're doing a preview at times, so let's see where we go with us. Obviously, Partick, um, they are in the Championship, as I said. They're 10 points off top spot, currently fourth. You alluded to Andrew offline. They're not in the greatest run of form at the moment. Um, last five games, lost one not with Hamilton. They won against Dunfermline in the Scottish Cup, albeit that was in penalties. They did beat Greenland Morton 2-1. And then the last couple of games, 2-0 defeats to Queen's Park and a 1-0 defeat to Cove Rangers. Now, um, Kenny, you said offline, obviously, cheese older get they, they get beat off Hamilton. But uh, for me, it's... Geez, oh, they, they get beat off Cove Rangers now. They they are in a real shit run of form. They're probably the worst team um, and, and form team in the championship currently at the moment. So we are getting Partick Thistle at a good time, albeit it doesn't actually really matter with it. Even if Partick Thistle are on a run of five straight wins, we should be taking care of them at Ibrox in the Scottish Cup. Yeah, well, yeah, of course we should. But uh, the, the reason I mentioned Hamilton is because they, they are cut adrift at the bottom of that championship. And yeah. They're going down, actually, so back-to-back relegations for them. But, listen, we should take care of them. We should have more about us than they have, obviously. But I just kept thinking back when the draw was made to Dundee earlier on in the season and we huffed and puffed to get past them. And, yeah, but if we turn up, we'll be fine, mate. Ah, uh, that was that was an experience that game, Kenny. He didn't he didn't really need to bring that up there, mate, because I remember that game and it was absolutely brutal. It was, it was, it was a... Shocker of a game. Aye. Um, Andrew, obviously, we're hoping that we're not going to get a repeat of that on Sunday. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, I mean, we only need to look at the last rounds of the Cup to know that upsets do happen in this competition. So, um, yeah, look, where we are, the form we're in, hopefully, you know, this shouldn't represent any major problems for us. But it's a Cup type, so it's a one-off. Partick got nothing to lose, and you would think that they would um, put maximum effort into this one, um, especially given you know their run of form in their league at the moment. Probably doesn't suggest that they're getting promoted anytime soon. No, I think their only hope of promotion this year is getting the playoffs. Now that's obviously a notoriously difficult route to get to uh, to get through. Sorry, um, I think only two teams have done it, which is Hamilton and uh, Livingston. They've done it. Um, actually, no, uh, Dundee done it as well because they beat. Uh, they beat Kilmarnock famously, um, but it is more often than not going through that route. If you are one of the lower teams, which obviously Partick for so are, it becomes harder because you have to play an extra game or an extra two games because it's a two-legged tie. So um, I don't think they will be getting promoted this year, but let's see. Um, Kenny, we do know a wee bit about uh, personnel at Partick. Obviously, Rangers seem to have struck up some sort of relationship with Partick over the last couple of seasons, sending a lot of loan players there. Um, off the top of my head, I can think of, obviously, Juan Algera, um, Andy Firth is also there. Cole McKinnon's there this season. We've done a deal with Zach Rudden at one point. Um, we also know their manager fairly well, Ian McCall, used to play with Rangers, managed in the top flight as well with Dundee United. 
Um, Ian McCall's a bit of a weird one because he done really well with the, the kind of start of his management career at Airdrie, then he went to Falkirk, built a really good team at Falkirk, and then obviously got the job at Dundee United. It didn't go so well from then, and he fell off the radar quite a bit. He kind of knocked about in the lower leagues. Uh, Queen of the South, he was at, um, been two spells at Partick now, Air United. Um, so I think his managerial career's not really went the way we were probably expecting it to go when he got the Dundee United job. But nonetheless, you know what you, you expect for an Ian McCall team, hard work, dedication, application. Um, so it's not going to be a, a case of uh, Rangers players need to turn up on Sunday in, in, in the games in the bag. We're going to have to work for it, aren't we? Of course, yeah. I quite like Ian McCall. Um, I think I like them like him a bit more than the uh, Party Thistle fans at the minute, to be honest. I did be quite look on uh, a couple of their forums this afternoon, uh, you know, to have a get give myself a wee insight into what they were all about, and a lot of them went on my way like immediately. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I, I've always quite liked him. I think any time I've seen these teams, they seem pretty well organised and well drilled, you know, so uh, I don't really know what's happened to him. He's, yeah, as you say, at that uh, Dundee United, he he, he kind of, he didn't really do particularly well there, but they were a, they were a bit of a mess at the time, so I, I don't know what's happened to him, but he's just, you know, stayed about the, the championship for years and years now, hasn't he? So, yeah, I quite like him, though, I've got to say. I mean, he is one of the characters in the Scottish game, Andrew. I don't know if you know much about him, um, but he, he, he certainly is a character. There's the kind of viral clip where one of the players was getting a, an interview uh, last season and um, Ian McCall was in the background shouting, all right, you're funny, and that went quite viral. Uh, so he is obviously one of the characters. We interviewed Andy Firth and he spoke quite highly of him as well. So the, the game needs people like Ian McCall. And it's hard to say because I'm not a Partick fan. I don't know the kind of ins and outs of their situation at the moment. There's, there's obviously rumours that may, may be some financial difficulties or, or, or that. But um, on the face of it, when you see what he's done, they obviously got them promoted a couple of seasons ago in the COVID season. And it was a real figurehead of the club there because he really took the fight to the SFA, uh, obviously. Um, Partick and Hearts jointly tried to, to fight that kind of unfair relegation kind of uh, consolidated last season and then this year fourth in the league to me obviously again I need to caveat that by saying I'm not a Partick fan so I don't know the ins and outs but it seems kind of um, par for the course so it's really quite difficult to understand why they would want him out Yeah I mean you know uh, unless their expectations are he should be getting automatic promotion, I'd say he's doing a fairly decent job there. You know, he's got them in the playoff places, um, albeit, you know, there's not a lot of uh, points difference between fourth and seventh in that league at the moment. But, you know, I, I think he's doing what he can with, let's let's be honest, fairly limited resources. I know Partick obviously had a fairly hefty infusion of cash um, not too long ago, but I don't imagine that they've got a lot of that to play around with now. And with the other off-field instance, you know, the entire board of the directors resigned December, just um, just last year. So they've not had the troubles to seek off the pitch. So, you know, on the pitch seems to be working fine at the moment. So, yeah, it's, it's a weird one for me. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. A um, couple of players that I can kind of bring to your attention here. One we do know of, Lee Hodson. Uh, he's on loan at Partick Thistle from Kilmarnock. We obviously know Lee Hodgson fairly well. He's, he's not the type of player that's going to cause us any trouble, obviously, with him being a defender. Um, kind of famous last words there, isn't it? 
Um, another player in particular that I do want to highlight is their captain, Ross Doherty. Now, this is a, a, a kind of a fun, a fun Chris fact here. Um, I actually played in the same team as Ross Doherty in school. I went to the same school as him. He was two years below me, um, or maybe three years below me. It was one or two. And me and him played in the same, same football team, uh, same school football team. And we won the league. And I was kind of surprised to see him at party playing in midfield because he, I, I believe um, it was something crazy like 35 goals and 17 appearances he scored, he was a striker and he's a deep line midfielder and as I say he's a captain um, he's a very very good player Tidy but Kenny I don't suppose you know much about him, obviously knows intimate details as me. No I do not I don't know anything about him at all I, I've got to be honest I know very little about any of their players um, but yeah, if he played for you, he must be some player, Chris, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> um, Andrew, Lee Hodgson, does that bring back fond memories or does it put a wee shiver in your spine? Obviously, no. Honestly, it's, not, it's not a personal <laughs> attack on Hodgson, I'm just meaning that. Um, that the, 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 squad that, the squad that he was in, Chris, is one that, you know, any name and that brings back horrible memories, you know? Um, look... I never thought Hudson was a particularly awful player. I don't think it set the world on fire either. He was the very, very model of, you know, just he'll be like a three out of ten every week. He's not going to be a total clusterfuck, but he's not. He's never, ever going to set the world on fire either. And I mean, you know, I'd say he's probably realistically found his level at Partick Thistle, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, besides him and, and Cole McKinnon, um, who obviously won't be playing against us, given that he's on loan from Rangers at the moment. Uh, yeah, um, aside from your old schoolmates, Chris, there's uh, not a lot of familiar names. Lee Hodgson reminds me of two things. The first thing is there's still a Rangers dash screaming in his loving room at the moment. Play Hodgson right back in Tav right mid. And second of all, it was the biggest stitch up of all time when Mark Warburton said that we're about to sign a player who's currently at Euros, Euro 2016. And we all got excited. And then the next day, Lee Hodgson was announced. Um, Kenny, I, uh, Warb's sold has done the river there, didn't he? <laughs> Sitting here laughing off Mike. <laughs> I've forgotten all about that. <laughs> Absolutely criminal, wasn't it? <laughs> Was. Oh, dreadful! Uh, listen, he's not a bad player, Lee Hodgson. He's he, he, he he's not a great player either, obviously. But you know, I'll get I'll show him the respect he deserves. He's an ex Ranger. He did okay for us, uh, but no, he should never have been in front of Tav. Not ever. Nah, nah, he shouldn't have. I think Andrew, this this game is the kind of proverbial or, or, or the cliched uh, banana skin. Really, it's it's you know. It's a one in a hundred chance for Partick for sort of knock us out, and on the day they might obviously take that chance. Of course, of course they might. Um, but the the balance of probability is the ninety nine times out of the hundred Rangers will take care of Partick for so and progress into the last eight. So I think we just have to kind of guard against complacency, be professional, put the effort in. Um, match party crystal for effort has to be the minimum and if we do that it should be enough to see us over the line and that's not really kind of uh, an arrogant statement I, I wouldn't imagine because as as the facts are the facts we're at Ibrox it's a Scottish Cup tie we clearly have a better team than party crystal um, we're clearly in a, a, a rich vein of form so uh, as I say just the, the basic element of um, professional football, if, if those standards are met at a minimum, it should be enough. But obviously we expect as Rangers fans for them to exceed those standards, but um, 
that's the that, that that's where we're at in this game. Yeah, I mean, like if we're going to dig out the box of cliches and let's let's go through it, right? It's a free hit for Partick Thistle. You know, they they have nothing to lose at this game. Um, it'll be on the telly. Chance to be famous. It's a weird kickoff time, which I'm not a fan of, but um, probably pretty much guarantee. Sorry, Chris. I was going to come to the the kickoff thing. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much guarantees that there will be at least, you know, people watching because I don't think there'll be any other football on at that specific time, right? But it's, um, yeah, I like I say, you know, Partick have got nothing to lose with this game. I expect they will go th- for it. Um, I suspect that um, Beal, who has spoken in the past about how annoyed he's been at Rangers Cup records, you know, he, he's talked about that before, you know, when he first joined Rangers, you know, the unfinished business of, of the kind of poor record that he had as part of Gerard's managerial team in the Cups. So I think that'll be interesting to see how seriously he takes this. I, I wouldn't be expecting to see massive rotation. I expect some of the more fringe players might get a bit of a run out, but I, I certainly wouldn't expect him to be starting the full B team for this one. No, no. Um, before we kind of go on to the kickoff team, uh, Kenny, because I do want a wee chat around that, I, I will kind of move on to what Andrew just said, the kind of team selection for this game. Um, I, I, I tend to agree with Andrew here. I don't expect to see the likes of Robbie Ewell and stuff like that, the, those kind of predominant B team players, but those that are on the fringes of the Rangers first team, um, I'm talking about kind of Alex Lowry, um, uh, Adam Devine, possibly even Leon King. Um, I wouldn't be adverse to obviously them getting some game time here. Uh, I, I think the the back four, which has picked itself over the last couple of months since Beal has arrived, um, I would totally understand if that's the way that uh, Michael B wants to go for this game. Um, that that would that would make sense because uh, continuity. It, it obviously breeds confidence and in, in, in even in games like Partick Fissel at home. So um, even, you know, half an hour for King and half an hour for Devine. Lowry, I would probably would expect him to start this game. It's a good chance for Yanis Hadji to get valuable minutes. It's also a good chance to rest Morelos and, and start Cholak. Um, the goalkeeping situation, that's anybody's guess here. I mean, this, we, we spoke about, me and Dave spoke about this, like, it's it's literally just a lucky bag now. We have, there's no rhyme or reason, there's no logic to who's going to be playing in goals now. It's a case of we have to wait for the team line to be announced and then we take it from there, really. Um, but if ever there was a, I, I mean, I know he was injured, I, I don't know if he's still injured, but if, if ever there was a, an opportunity, this, this is kind of, um, the perfect opportunity for Robbie McCrory, but albeit um, a caveat that again by saying I know he was struggling over the last couple of weeks, so maybe he won't get his opportunity here. But are those the sort of changes and 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 kind of tweaks that you expect to see in this game? Uh, I'm not too sure actually. I think yeah, I, I tend to agree with you with the goalkeeper. I think if McCrory's in any way fit, if he's fully fit. Get him started, let him see what he can do. Uh, I, I agree with you on uh, Alec Lowry. I hope he does get a start. I think Hadji will make the bench and there'll hopefully be two or three up with half an hour to go and he'll get another half an hour in his legs. Um, he might well give Borna a rest. Uh, I, I would imagine he might. I think the, the rest of the back four will probably stay the same. Uh, also agree with you on Cholak. I'm sure Cholak will start. Morelos will drop to the bench. Hopefully Roof will be in the bench as well. So, you know, if we can get the job done early, we can get full use and utilise the squad, Chris. Um, I do think we need to 
first and foremost, and I'm pretty sure Michael Beale, as you had said there, wants to win this this competition. So I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll start with what he feels is a team that can win the game, obviously, but uh, he'll start with a strong 11, I think, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Andrew, it's another perfect opportunity to bed in the new boys, uh, Todd Cantwell and Nico Raskin. Um, I would fully expect both of them to start and get at least an hour um, each, um, at the very minimum. And can I get the, get obviously get an hour into their legs? And, you know, I think Cantwell uh, is probably still behind Raskin in terms of overall fitness because he's not played as much as what Raskin has over the last couple of months but Cantwell's probably ahead of Raskin in terms of settling in so it's it's a good opportunity to bed those two in. Yeah I mean speaking about Cantwell I mean he's obviously not played regular football since November um, but his first game he settled in looked like he hadn't missed a step so you know I don't know if we'd see both of them start this game. You know, maybe we see similar where um, one subbed off for the other, um, but we see at least one of them making up part of that midfield. Goalkeeping situation, we're obviously recording this before the pre-match press conference, so we we don't know for sure what the latest is with Robbie McCrory, if he's fit at all, and if the club has any kind of indication of seeing a future in him, then, then I'd play him. Otherwise, it's Kieran Wright's time to shine. Um <laughs> Because, you know, we could drag him out. Uh, I mean, we, we've talked about this in, in depth on other pods, right? But the goalkeeping situation does need to be addressed at some point. You know, we, we saw an interesting thing on Twitter today about the kind of overall performance of McGregor and McLaughlin in their time with Rangers. Um, both of them are performing kind of under par at the moment, fairly drastically. So... It's it's not a sustainable kind of situation to be in because a, a goalkeeper who is in bad form costs two games um, much more than you know a poor left back or right back or whatever. Um, so so that's going to be something that needs to be addressed. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, I mean, I I I, I kind of agree with you guys. I see Cho like starting this one. I, I think if Divine doesn't start, then he maybe puts Leon King out and sees how he does with someone like Connor Goldson next to him. Um, all my love in the world for James Sands, but uh, he's uh, not going to be the most reliable partner or someone who can talk Leon King through the game. So um, it'd be interesting to see how he does with a, with a proper partner next to him. So I'd certainly hope to see him get some game time there. Uh, and then otherwise, yeah, I think... Um, I kind of agree with you. Uh, the only thing I would say in terms of players like Kamar Roof or, or even Hadji, both of them I think are trying to target the uh, semi or sorry the final against Celtic, obviously, um, because you know why wouldn't you, right? So it'll be interesting to see if any of them do manage to get minutes or if they're holding themselves back for that game. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it certainly will be an interesting team selection, but I think uh, out of the three of us, I think we've, we've kind of covered all the bases here of what, what probably will happen. So um, I don't think there'll be any major surprises. Uh, I don't think we're going to see like Zach Lovelace start the game. Um, it, it will be pretty much players that we are overly familiar with, which is good because, as, as, I, as I alluded to, we are in a great run of form. We do need to win it. There is a, a chance to progress to the quarterfinals. Um, and there's also the chance to continue the the, the, the winning run that we're currently on. Um, as Andrew mentioned, Kenny, the kickoff time, um, the, the day and time, really, uh, the day and time, sorry, 
Sunday at four o'clock, home tie at Ibrox. Uh, you know, it's on TV, so obviously that's the reason for that. It's just, it's just poor, and it? it really, really is. There's just no consideration for the fans at all. Um, there will be an element of fans, an element of the fans who will travel to this game using public transport, which obviously will be running on a Sunday service. The weather's going to be shit. Uh, I mean, there, there is just no excuse for this to be at four o'clock. Um, three o'clock, I, I get it, it's only an, an hour difference, but um, it's more of a traditional time, so people can sort of follow a, a, a similar routine that they are used to um, at weekends. But with this kind of extra hour on the Sunday, um, it's kind of going to put a lot of people out of sorts. It's going to put a lot of people out in terms of, as I say, relying on a kind of skeleton service, public, uh, public transport. Um, I just, for the life of me, do not understand it. Now, I understand that, you know, Scottish football is in a position where we have to answer to um, television companies because they obviously have the cash and what they say really goes. But there, there needs to be there needs to be common sense prevailing here. There needs to be someone within the SFA, because this is an SFA um, organised tournament, Um so Doncaster, uh, uh, not Doncaster, sorry, uh, Ian Maxwell, um, he really should be speaking up um, in in favour of the fans here uh, instead of just agreeing to this bullshit because it, it just isn't good enough and it just sums up Scottish football as a whole. You don't you don't see weird kick off times like this down south and and I know that it's uh, not really fair to be always comparing ourselves to um, our neighbours down south when you look at the gulf in terms of financials and you look at the, the gulf in terms of professionalism and, and how they run their, their, their sport but it's the nearest example we have so that's why it's always a, a kind of go-to example and as I say you just wouldn't see this bullshit down there would you? Well yes and no mate because their they're prime time slot in Sky is half past four on a Sunday isn't it so they don't care much down there either but uh, look you, you mentioned common sense you See, to be honest with you, you're not going to get it. You, you, we just don't get it. We've not had it for 30 years in Scottish football. You just don't get it. Um, what One thing I will mention, though, you said about a skeleton service. I, as far as I was aware, I'm not 100% sure. So, you know, any listeners, don't take this as gospel, but check. Uh, I don't even think the subway's on Sunday, is it? Um, I think, I, I, listen, I, I think it's shut for maintenance. And I don't know if they've altered that because the game's on or what but that was the last I heard the subway was shut which is just going to cause total chaos um, but no look, look, getting back to the, the situation with TV companies and football on a, a, a Sunday evening, no it's not for me I, 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 I have got to the point where again I just scratch my head and, and right okay nothing surprises me, what I can't understand is that it's this type of tie um, two Glasgow clubs at the end of the day it's perfect for a Friday night it's absolutely yeah. perfect for a Friday night That that's a great time for that, this kind of game uh, but no they didn't see that they chose Sunday as everybody knows the, the Glasgow on a Sunday afternoon trying to get a bus trying to get a train trying to get the subway is well it's just your luck really whether it turns up or not it's it's absolutely crazy uh, in this day and age and the way things are with train strikes and all the rest of it it's it's just a nonsense honestly um, Friday night for me would have been ideal but 
other than that, I don't really know what else to say about it because it doesn't surprise me at all. It's what we've done in this country for years and years and years. The the customer, if you like, the supporter, whatever you want to call it, gets no consideration and never does to the point where we've got three different TV companies we've got to subscribe to if we want to watch these games. It's crazy. Yeah, um, and Andrew, the, the kind of common theme here is it always seems to be Rangers that get, that get the kind of weird kick-off times and I'm not saying that like there's a conspiracy here and I'm not saying that I'm like really paranoid, but there, there needs to be something for Rangers here, some pushback in terms of, you know, as, as I said about Ian Maxwell having to stick up for the fans, um, he's not going to give a fuck because he has, as soon as the cheque clears, that's that's all he's interested in. But in terms of the Rangers kind of board who are the custodians of the club and who obviously look out for the, or is meant to look out for the fans, um, there, there, there doesn't seem to be that dialogue there to kind of stick up for the fans and it is slightly disappointing now I know that's kind of that can be perceived as sticking the boot in for the sake of sticking the boot in but I genuinely believe that's a legitimate point that I'm making because um, if what Kenny's saying is true um, and I have to say I, I have no idea if it's true or not um, I did hear that there was maintenance a couple of weeks ago and, and it put a lot of kind of uh, fans out so if that maintenance has continued into this weekend if that if the subway is shut um, on the Sunday after the game then why aren't the club um, no, never mind why are the club should the club Andrew be talking to the SFA and via play and saying look this we need to think about the fans here because obviously this time's not good enough for anybody I mean of course any opportunity to stick the boot into the board right but I mean I'm in no doubt that despite whatever representations the Rangers board might make, both to, you know, the guys who are running the competition, as well as Viaplay, who are obviously sponsoring it, you know, they won't care. The, the guys who are running Scottish football will look at the cheque from the TV company and go, whatever you like, sir, we'll take it. That's fine. No worries. You know, stick probably one of the biggest draws on a Sunday evening. Yeah, no problem. Fuck the fans. Yeah, that's no bother at all. So, honestly, I, I think... If if the motivation is to grow the game and see it going successfully, then you would hope that you'd have buy-in from everyone involved with Scottish football, not just the owners of the clubs, but also the owners of the competitions as well, right? But as we've seen with our current league deal and the various TV deals that we have at the moment, there doesn't seem to be a motivation for kind of long-term thinking or creative thinking around growing the game. It is just... How can we get, you know, a quick buck in right now for me to benefit me because I'm the chairman? And, you know, who cares if it makes the game look poverty ridden and dinky, especially in comparison to the English league? Scottish football's got a great selling point to it. You know, it's it's far more engaging and entertaining as a a sport um, in terms of the football than something that the Premier League is because there's real emotion and passion. You get the feeling that players actually give a shit about the clubs, whereas a you know, good chunk of the Premier League players are there for the paycheck and, and nothing else. So there, there are ways to sell this game, but the custodians of the, of the sport up in Scotland do not seem interested in doing that one bit. So the fact that you know, we are having to deal with this shitey kickoff um, at a time that is suitable to pretty much no one apart from the TV company um, is disappointing, but not surprising. No, I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree. It's um, money comes first and the fans' opinions and the and obviously the the welfare of the fans. Just 
simply does not matter. Um, as I say, we, we never really do predictions on the show because it just makes us look foolish. Um, it's always more of a kind of opinion on how you think the game's going to go. I'd imagine Kenny Andrew, you's are not going to go against the grain and say that Rangers will be knocked out in this tie. It'll be a a straight progress to the last eight. Um, I'm I'm just taking a wild guess there. Yep, I think we'll we'll win the game quite comfortable to be honest, but only because I, I you know I think we have got far better players. I think their confidence is battered. You know they're under pressure in their own league. Um, it is a bit of a release for them, I suppose. But listen, if we turn up and play the way we can, I, I do expect us to, you know, dispatch them quite easily. And I don't mean that to be, you know, disrespectful. I just think that we've got far too much about us to about us to, you know, let that slip. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andrew, I'd imagine you are concurring. Well, as the ever optimist on this podcast, then it'd be a bit weird if I started predicting Rangers' losses now, wouldn't it? Um, no, I mean, uh, it's a banana skin, right? All those old cliches, but we turn up, we play how we're going to play, as Kenny said, then it shouldn't be a problem for us. So, fingers crossed, Mr. Rangers, please make us happy. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's about it for us. Um, we will obviously be back next week uh, reviewing um, this game. Um, and we will be previewing Rangers game against Livingston away at the Tony Macaroni Arena um, at the weekend. Now, it's it's a bit of a weird one because it, currently it's still saying that it's a three o'clock kickoff on the Saturday um, at the Tony Macaroni, which I think will be subject to change for television, possibly get moved to the Sunday for a 12 o'clock kickoff. But at the moment, it's still saying Saturday um, at three. I can't. I can't see that being the case, guys. Is any of you want to kind of jump in there? Do you know anything more about that? But I, I just think that that will be changed probably to the Sunday. I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, see, that's the thing. Neither have I, because usually you get more noticed, don't you? So possibly it will be Saturday. It must be Saturday 3, because they, they tend to announce this maybe about six, eight weeks before, don't they? Uh, yeah. They'll give you a, a list of games that have been uh, rescheduled for television, so I don't, I don't know as far as I was aware, uh, excuse my ignorance here, but I thought it would be Sunday lunchtime, so that, you're actually telling me something I didn't know. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's very bizarre, as I say, I'm I'm taking this from the listings, and it's uh, Saturday, three o'clock, Livingston away at the Tony Macaroni, which is, um, I, I honestly can't think of the last time that that's actually happened, uh, obviously it has happened before, it's not a this isn't the first time this has ever happened, but in terms of the last time that Rangers played an away game on a Saturday at three o'clock, non-televised, um, must have been a very, very long time ago because it's nothing's springing to mind here. Um, so anything changes with that, obviously the club will announce it and Sky will announce it, but at the moment it is saying Saturday at three at the Tony Macaroni. Um, and as I said, we will be... Uh, previewing and reviewing that that game as well next week um and as always uh if you could follow subscribe or like us in any of our social channels we are on uh youtube facebook twitter instagram tiktok um i think i'm, I'm probably missing one one or two there get us in your podcast providers so it'd be spotify apple Podcasts, amazon music um and we also do have obviously a, a, a website, but we hope in the next kind of couple of weeks that that will be upgraded. Um, so 
Andrew, uh, do you have the email at hand there? I always, this is Eddie's job, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. Uh, what kind of producer would I be if I didn't have? No, you I... could reach out to Saturday at 3 by emailing contact at Saturday at 3.com. Um, and the social media network that you missed out there, Chris, was Instagram. But good job otherwise. I thought I did too. <laughs> Um, I just I just got to kind of autopilot at this stage um, and as I say uh, one like follow subscribe goes a long way ways and we appreciate it very much um, and we do appreciate our kind of listenership and um, long may that continue tell a friend uh, refer a friend and you know, Andrew will pay you ten pound or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, I know I live down in London, but my wages don't go that far, Chris. That's <laughs> true. Um, so all it's kind of left for me to do is just thank you two guys. First of all, Kenny, thanks again, mate. No, thank you. That was good. Enjoyed that, mate. Thanks as always. And uh, producer Andrew, thanks very much, mate. Yeah, no, always a pleasure. Uh, yeah, it's always uh, fun to hopefully look forward to a victory. So let's yeah. see what happens. Absolutely, and absolutely. And uh, finally, thank you to the listeners, as always. Um, and we will be back next week with a couple of shows. Um, obviously, looking back on the game against Partick and looking forward to the game against Livingston. So join us in. Thanks very much. <laughs>